you've fallen down the rock and roll rabbit hole. Welcome back to the Rock and Roll Rabbit Hole. That's right. I'm Kevin Gibson. And I'm Butch Bays. We're here tonight. What are we talking about tonight, Butch? Uh, well, you know, on this show, we like to bring people like kind of, uh, we, we like to highlight songs that maybe you haven't heard of or, uh, you know, go into areas that- or forgot. That, yeah, things that are forgotten and all. And so to that end this week, we're, we're going to take on- The most obscure song. <laughs> the most- Famous song by maybe the most famous band in America, Hotel California by Eagles. The Eagles. The Eagles. Yeah, the Eagles. You know, the, you, what do you think of the whole controversy, Eagles versus the Eagles? I, I just think of the football team. That's well, honestly, just where my mind goes. Well, we have to drop this whole kind of they, – they started out they were just going to be Eagles, and I don't think that really uh, – that never took root, did it? The it music was press is always going to add a definite article. This is what they do. Is that what the music it, press? It's also stray cats, not the stray cats. <laughs> well, okay. Tell that to the general public. Is that what it is? Okay, yeah. well, good. <laughs> so, Butch and I were recently, we're going to take a little side. We were recently, spent a few days in Green Bay. I'm a Packers fan. Yep. As I may have mentioned before. Major, major uh, Packers We visited. Fan. If you're ever in Green Bay, you got to visit this really cool record store we went to. Yeah, Rock and Roll Land. <laughs> We thought it was funny that the, the the name Rock and Roll Land it didn't really have like a flow like right. Rock and Roll Rabbit Hole. But it's but a it's a Rock and Roll store though. It's yeah. really great. It is a great place. Uh, shout out to Phil D. Nice yeah. nice fella. Has some great autograph stuff in there hanging in there. So even if you don't buy anything, it's worth looking around. Yeah, it's as like a, a mini museum. As our friend Jimmy Gardner once said, if Rock and Roll Land doesn't have it, you don't need it. Right. <laughs> so, <laughs> it's uh, a cool place though. We're really good records. Well, we also had a great time. We had some great beer while we were there. Yes, we did. So we brought cool some people. home right. in the form of New Glarus Moon Man, which is you can only get New Glarus beer in Wisconsin. And we want to reiterate, as always, we are not sponsored in any way by New Glarus. We bought these ourselves, and we yeah. brought them back, and they've been chilling ever since. Yeah. And so now, the opening ceremonies. One. <laughs> well, there's some sound effects there, right? Down to the floor it went. All right. It uh, says employee-owned Moon Man yes, here, uh, New Glarus, and uh, we enjoyed these when we were up in Wisconsin. So cheesehead-owned. I am uh, pretty sure we'll enjoy them again today. Cheesehead-owned. Ah, oh, yes, the pouring of the ceremonial first beer, and it is. We I should note that it's about twelve thirty here. <laughs> well, so we we don't normally get started this early, but it's yeah. Packers beer, so we're gonna do it. It's five o'clock in Great Britain, I suppose. And before we move on to the yeah. oh yes, I forgot to cheers, <laughs> cheers. <laughs> yes. Before we move oh, on man. to the tale of the tape for Hotel California. I'm going to shameless plug here for my brand new book oh, yes, that just came out. Uh, if you like local history, if you're from around the Louisville area, This Is Louisville is now available on Amazon and wherever fine literature is sold. Uh, you can also find me doing various events around town. Hopefully, my new website will be up at some point. And we are not sponsored by Kevin Gibson, author. But, you know, <laughs> if yeah. you can't plug your own stuff on like, your own like show. Kevin, like that guy has any money. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> Oh, man. So we've been trying to theme the beer for the show, right? You know, like That's the, only, the only loose way I can theme this beer is uh, Stuart, the new guitar player that plays Don Felder's 
uh, parts. I think it's Stuart Smith plays uh, Don Felder's parts in the Eagles now. Said that that every night when he plays the solo for Hotel California, it's like uh, getting into uh, an astronaut suit. He goes, he goes, and I get a little feel of what it's like to be one of the Eagles. He goes, I'm not really one of them, but so Moon Man, close enough. We'll call we'll call it good. All right. Uh, all right. So. Tale of the tape. Tale of the tape. Let me get my notes. Hang on. Hang on. Okay. Uh, y- you would think uh, I would be ready for this. We just stories. went over this. Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and now the tale of the tape. Hotel California is the title track from the Eagles album by the same name. It was released as a single in February of 1977. Writing credits are, for the song are shared by Don Felder, Don Henley, and Glenn Fry. Uh, the song is considered, of course, the most famous recording uh, by the band. And its uh, two-minute-long guitar coda was voted the best guitar solo of all times by readers of Guitarist magazine. Uh, the song was awarded the Grammy Award for Record of the Year in 1978. It's named as uh, one of the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame's 500 songs that shaped rock and roll. So it went number one in Canada. It went number one in the United States. Uh, number uh, two in France. Wow. <laughs> and number three in Spain. Yeah. It's gone platinum in Italy. Two times platinum in Italy. Uh, platinum in Japan. Would you think Japan it's would crazy. be digging Hotel California? No. I don't know. Uh, two times platinum in the UK. They're a little discerning over there. Yeah. And, uh, and of course... Uh, Gold or gold and platinum in the United States. Uh, three million copies and three million downloads here. So ridiculous. It's, it's definitely has cast a long shadow That's, on the face of the globe. Has. Yeah. And so this this is a song. It's so ubiquitous that it's become hated by many people. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. It's. A, I think uh, it's a song that made you take a stand at some point because mm-hmm. it's just such a, a monolith, right? Yeah. It's interesting that that it went from being so beloved and winning all these awards, and then it seemed like sometime I don't I can't really pinpoint when it happened. Suddenly, it was completely uncool to like the Eagles. So I think yeah, that may be in certain circles. I think there was a split at some point where a certain uh, part of society decided to peel off of uh, mm-hmm. enjoying this this fine classic rock tune and and uh, decided to be, you know. Kind of form a little a little hate group, <laughs> and yep. uh, and then uh, quite a few, and myself included, have just gone along uh, my merry way enjoying this song, and uh, so I think we're on either side of that fence, and I think that's going to be uh, make for hopefully interesting discussions. Mm-hmm. Um, um, <laughs> and so that's and so I don't I'm not even sure where to start with that because yeah, I, so I read some articles, some and there's like literally there is a Reddit. Uh, feed called I effing hate the song Hotel California. Okay. I mean how that's, about how that's, about we get to that? Why don't we talk about the merits of the song? Would you want to talk about maybe the form of the song and the merits of the song mm-hmm. and then get to the yeah. Reddit post and the, this whole kind of thing that's taken so much momentum, which you know obviously it's a big Lubowski mentions that, and you know it's it's become this big thing. And but, if the uh, dude doesn't like it, then why should we? Well, <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm I heard somebody say that the uh, what better critical backup than a fictional stoner that spent the whole movie tripping I, over things? I read that. <laughs> the yeah, I, I read that. <laughs> that cracked me up. But anyway. So, what were your impressions of the song 
in the mid seventies. I know we were very young. I mean, right. say say and and uh, you know thereafter in the early days because that song was on the radio at all times. Yeah, and still is in a lot of ways. <laughs> well, but yeah. When true. I was very young, I was still living in, in the first house that we had, so I was probably eight or nine years old. I remember listening to the record. My parents liked the Eagles, my dad especially, so we had those. Yeah, oh, good. And listening very intently to the lyric of the song, um, I was really into, you know, movie monsters and horror. You know, I bought Creepy Magazine and and all that stuff. And so the song to me was like a horror story put to music. I didn't really understand it at the time. but It did give you that spooky feel, like Riders on the Storm by the Doors. Right, and so the the line especially... uh, they stabbed it with their steely knives, but they just can't kill the beast. Yeah, that's what. As a kid, I was like, "Whoa, what's this song about?" Of course, I couldn't. I couldn't get all the underpinnings. That's real spooky. What was your first memory? I, I just. I don't know if I can like think about what my first memory was. My aunts and uncles were kind of like um, cool people, kind of hippies, you know, and they listened to uh, Fleetwood Mac and and the eagles so i probably was first filtered through my aunts and uncles Mm -hmm. you know being into the eagles and and especially my uncle greg he always strummed acoustic guitar and a lot of the eagle songs like take it easy peaceful easy feeling are fairly you know they could be the first songs you learn you know what i mean uh and and i just remember you know getting a real good feeling from it i think that um you know it was towards the end of vietnam when when uh, like take it easy came out and the eagles first came on the scene and i've heard uh, bernie ledden say that people needed somebody to tell them it was all right things were going to be okay at that time because you know we just came through you know yeah. uh bobby kennedy's assassination the vietnam war uh martin luther king assassination like things seemed watergate it, yeah it seemed like the, you, <laughs> there you go watergate yes it seemed like everything was going to hell in a handbasket yeah. very quickly. And the Eagles come out with Take It Easy. It goes number one. And, and everybody thought, oh, you know, we can feel we can feel good. You know, James Taylor was brought on by this wave. Um, Fleetwood Mac, of course. But it's sort of what's considered now to be soft rock. But I think it was a reaction to the hard times of the late 60s mm-hmm. and early 70s. Yeah, so, 100%. And kind of got sandwiched in between that and then the very different 80s. Well, very much so. But I, but I still feel the same that same kind of feeling. The Eagles still give me that sort of... Peaceful easy? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, I don't see any better way to put it than that. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Uh, it does. This should be an Instagram post. Uh, uh, well, this it, moment, <laughs> it's, it's surely going to be <laughs> someday. So, but anyway, I've, I've enjoyed it my whole life, and and yes, I've heard it too many times. Uh, yes, I've heard it inspected from one end to the other. But I I feel like it was a work of art. It was a masterpiece. I think even some people that hate it might have to admit it's some kind of masterpiece. But then it splits off into these things like what's to not like about something you know that that's maybe overplayed, overexposed, right. overvalued. I don't know. So, so I remember in either middle school or high school, yeah. one of my English teachers had us study the lyric as if it was like classic poetry. And so we dug into what the words meant, what the story meant. And, of course, the story really isn't a story. It's just all these kind of wild images put together that sort of creates a, a narrative. That's a pretty uh, cool teacher, by the way. Yeah. You know, that it was kind of brings in pop culture, whatever. To but, you know, I had never – I don't remember having ever seen the lyrics. I just heard them in the song. And so, you know, like things like 
she's got the Mercedes Benz, which is B E N D S, which is a play on words, which you know no one knows that really unless you've seen the lyrics. And then, then you probably thought it was a typo. Okay, but you always talk about Easter eggs, right? Like something mm. that maybe is just there to be discovered later. Obviously, on the radio, you're not going to hear Never. Mercedes gonna, Benz, right? right? right. You're hearing it it's, as Mercedes Benz. Yep. So, but anyway, I don't uh, know. Do you think that was nicely done? That's pretty nicely done. Oh, very nicely done. But but I don't know what conclusions we drew other than she dug in a little bit to what it you know, sort of about decadence and high life and how it can bring you down. And um, yeah. there's another interesting theory that you can look up pretty easily about some one person says that it's about uh, about marriage and divorce. I saw that, man. That? Isn't that I interesting? I never once considered that, and I'm not sure if I can quite convince myself of that. That's, but that's like the, the grease theory where Sandy dies in the opening scene. She drowns, and the, the whole movie's just a dream. Oh, my God. And at the end, when they fly off in the, in the grease lightning into the clouds, that's her going to heaven. Man, Look it up. My whole life's been a lie. This is a, this is a real yeah. thing. So no, I can't watch the movie without thinking about that. <laughs> anyway. I want to ask She's you, dead in this scene. Yeah. Now, I want to ask you as a writer. Mm-hmm. As an English major, okay? Yep. Uh, Don Henley was an English major. He kind of flunked out. He couldn't stay interested in school or something. But, Shocker. But he, was, but he was an English major, which I, I was not completely uh, uh, surprised at that little fact because, you know, he, he does show some ability in that arena, obviously. But I get a little squeamish when people compare, like, a rock song to great poetry or great prose, you know, writing arts or whatever. Like, to me, a rock song is a much more simple thing, maybe a much more easy thing to pull off. You know, Don Felder writes this bit of music that's obviously beautiful and sets a mood. Uh, do you feel like it stands up to, um, you know, great writing or great poetry? What, what's your uh, thoughts there? No, and, it and simulates it. It yeah. yes, and that's and that's probably why some people are are too highbrow or feel too highbrow to like it. Right. Um, I did read something that that it has been considered by many critics to be uh, extremely. What's the word that I'm looking for? Almost pandering is like they wrote. We're going to write this cool line and, and squeeze it in here because it'll be a signature line that people remember. You know. Right, like her right. mind was Tiffany twisted and things like that, and this yeah. might be heaven or you know it could be hell. I mean, it's like sure that is like a, okay, wow, that's the one. That's a line everyone's going to remember. That yeah, it's a nice little turn of phrase. Yeah, you a little know. alliteration is it, there. Is yeah, good. yeah, is it? But is, is it great art? Probably not. Yeah, I you know, I think you know to your point, it's probably not. No. I think it's a couple guys though. You know, they didn't know anything when they got out to the West Coast. They right. came from Detroit and Texas, respectively. Those two guys, Florida, uh, Henley yeah. and Fry, and then Florida. You got Oklahoma, I believe. Randy yeah, Meisner, sounds right? But you know, they they did stumble onto a, a I mean a pretty darn good technique on this song. I mean, like the last line that they leave you with is uh, you can check out anytime you like, right. but you can never leave. Now, I think as far as if you evaluate that to rock and roll lyrics, not to poetry, not to the greats, um, when you compare that line to a lot of rock and roll, it's pretty savvy. That's yep. pretty good, high grade stuff. So, And then, um, then you've got that solo. <laughs> right, Which, I, 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 uh, I went on to YouTube and listened to it in its entirety today, and I haven't listened to that song in years. I hear it, but I tune it out. Sure. So I sat in silence and turned it on and listened hard, to. Hard to avoid hearing it occasionally, but go ahead. <laughs> but I listened to every note, and yeah. 
and I'll, I'll tell you my full evaluation toward the end of the of the episode. But okay, you know, I made myself do it as someone who has for years been on the camp of ah, f the Eagles. You know? Okay, sure, sure. Um, you know, Fair which enough. goes good back to the, what I always say is it's okay to like the Eagles. You just don't admit you like the Eagles. You know? Yeah, that's been your motto um, <laughs> as far as this subject matter is concerned. Go ahead. But like, I get, I got into you know the early '90s when I got my I finally had enough money to buy my first CD player. Yeah, and I remember buying the Eagles' greatest hits. Right, you know, because it was required. I don't think you could buy another CD before you bought that one first. I mean, right, as an American, at least, <laughs> sure. You know, because yeah. I have fond memories of listening to that's this song, and I have fond memories of my dad listening. Um, it's a heck and, of a collection of tunes, but man. This yeah. was even after I grew so weary of Glenn Fry and and Don Henley in the eighties and their awful awful freaking catalogs i okay. hated them I you hated didn't like songs. that stuff from the 80s i yeah. hated boys of summer i hated oh, the heat yeah. is on i hated all that stuff <laughs> dirty laundry i just i didn't i didn't like any of it and so that that helped to sour me toward the eagles in the in the long run so that <laughs> sorry paint, oh paint that what i did there oh the nice man <laughs> he didn't even catch we, it we need to take a run catch it well i mean we just what i'm working with here <laughs> <laughs> we need, oh no! I was thinking about what I'm going to say next. I wasn't even oh, listening. No, uh, not really. Yeah. No, but we, I'm, we I'm, need to take a, like a, a uh, we need to take a running tally. That's two eagle puns so <laughs> far. So I like that. Well done. But, well done. Go but ahead. I also think that there's some. That I, I will admit to, you know, Don Henley married Patty Smythe. And I had a mad crush on Patty Smythe. He did, Smythe. really? He did. I didn't know that. And, and I, I think that had that, that p- partly played into why. I couldn't. I can't stand the guy. <laughs> and, you know that was. And I was. I was a teenager. What it's, did I know? It's similar reasons why you don't like David Lee Roth. You absolutely know? right. <laughs> I you was, got these personal I beefs was, with rock stars. I was coursing with testosterone. Well, sure, sure. <laughs> but uh, but it's like it's somewhere along the way I, I lost. I lost that acceptance. Fine. And just got to a point where I just don't want to hear any Eagles songs. You know. So. Moving on, I want to hear. Well, well, no. Let's go back first. Let's go back. Keep that. Hold that thought. Oh no, yeah, I'm... yeah. You mentioned the guitar solo, so you listen note for note to the song. Yep. Which includes what was the Yelp review quote? Uh, we saw this online as basically the Eagles Hotel California is basically a bad Yelp review with a two minute guitar, guitar solo. solo. Yep. <laughs> I thought that was pretty well done. But what was your what were your observations of the solo? Listening to it today. So yes. here's you know you know me in six and a half minute songs that's just not what I play to fair enough give me three minutes yeah. and and move on now sure there are exceptions there are good exceptions right so it got to about the four and a half minute mark and I checked it I watched okay so this is a <laughs> full on two minute solo I'm getting ready to sit through oh uh, yes and so I sat there and listened to it made sure I was being mindful about it all right good and good. when it started to fade out I was like is that it oh. I was like literally I was like that can't be it. Oh, and it was it. I, then I looked and was like, "Yep, it's it." So had the song like lengthened in your mind over the years, yes. or oh, yes. So it was a little more pithy than you kind of uh, imagined it would be. Then. Yes, for six and a half minutes, it okay. held my interest. Now oh. this is after having not listened to it in many many years. If I had listened to it again, I'd probably be like, "Oh," but you know, no, understood. But taken on its own, if someone had never heard this song, if someone came from Mars and yes. played them this song. I don't think they would say, why is it so freaking long? You they know? would not. No. Think, you know. No. So. It's a masterpiece. And, and the uh, 
guitar solo outro they call it a coda here um is i mean it's so well constructed i mean the eagles started out with you know these these four guys and became sort of a country rock outfit with henley fry Ledden and Meisner but then they added a piece which was Don Felder came in and played some slide on a song for him so they added one rock and roll guy a very they called him Fingers Felder because he was such a good guitar player so so they're already like trending to more rock edge right and then they add the final piece of the puzzle which is Joe Walsh before this album and this is Joe Walsh's first album with the Eagles and so then they had kind of two uh, ringers assassins in the band and Felder kind of came up with the general idea for like that there would be a guitar duel outro and then Joe Walsh came up with the the the, 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 the stuff you know like where Mm -hmm. it kind of like where they do the the harmony guitars at the end but I think that was just I mean that piece in itself separate from the song is is a is a real feat you know so beautiful yep have to agree uh but anyway i i think it's interesting that you didn't totally get bored in a six minute song because your thing is like two and a half minutes right you know like a beatles early beatles uh ramones and i think there's a big case to be made for that myself too but occasionally a stairway to heaven gets through, uh, right? You know, right. <laughs> so. Sometimes a supermarket sushi will actually you know, do what it's supposed to do. Look it up. Exactly. Look it up. Exactly. Um. <laughs> oh, so one, yes. one thing that I read about why people went from loving the Eagles and this song to hating it. Yes. And it was, it was, I think it was in that billboard piece that called it a, a generational duty. Uh, right. People sure. caught in the, the Gen X were just influenced to, to believe, oh, it's not cool like the Eagles. You know, yeah. we, we went through a little bit of that in the 80s with the Beatles. It was very uncool in the early 80s to like the Beatles. Oh, wow. And they were yesterday's news, I guess, were, for a while. They were huh? just an old band that broke up, you know, wow. to a lot of people, to a lot of my peers. Yeah. Which was just weird for me. And so I think the Eagles suffered from, from that as well just a little bit later because they they lasted a little longer interesting and it really stuck with the beatles somehow right i mean with the eagles it, it really stuck that's with what the i eagles. think happened to to people like me who just who never went back you know and the thing is i will sometimes hear uh take it easy today and i'm like eh, i like that yeah well, you know it's like it's not like like i hate all the songs it was just like i think i hated those two guys because they were just they turned into coked up controlling money grubbing narcissists and i just all the things i mean this is a literally i've read today that like apparently at some point don henley sued a foundation protecting bald eagles because he thought it infringed upon their copyright really well he sued a little hotel in mexico apparently because they use the the name hotel california right it's like this little tiny entity in mexico and he sued over it i'm like dude take it easy (laughs) <laughs> three that's number three i want to have a sound effect for this it'll, it'll it'll like have some kind of ding or some kind of buzzer i don't know oh man it's pretty nice pretty nice so um but anyway i i like to separate the personalities of don and glenn their later personalities from maybe the the guys that made this music because they they are definitely hard to tolerate at times you know they are definitely they're definitely hard to tolerate at times, and I and I do tend to understand how that colors people's perception of the of the work, you know. <laughs> so, <Yeah. laughs> I, I can't say I totally blame you there. 
I've got a couple of quotes I wanted to read. Okay, um, good. <laughs> Stephen Dusner wrote in Salon Magazine, the Eagles come off as deadly serious with no sense of humor about anything, least of all themselves. Okay, yeah. Which, yeah, I can see that. Yes. That, that seems to, to fit. Yeah. Um, and then uh, Chuck Klosterman, who actually, in, in his book, uh, Black Hat, Grappling with the Villains Real and Imagined, oh, he nice. wrote an entire chapter about the Eagles and how he hated them for years. Okay. And in 2003, <laughs> he got their uh, the remastered and listened to it, and he was like, son of a gun, I like the Eagles. <laughs> I love that. I'm, I'm telling you, it's a real gut check to admit that, isn't it? You know, like when you listen, you just think, well, I can't say it's bad music. You well, know, here's so, his quote yeah. as he as he was saying, here's why people hate them. He said, they are most the most unpopular, super popular entity ever created by California, not counting Ronald Reagan. They right. effortlessly represented what people do not like about Malibu. Yeah. But he turned around. He, he turned around, around and now he likes them. And he wrote, he wrote a whole chapter about that in his book about wow. why you shouldn't hate the Eagles. So look wow. that one up. I really respect. Um, I'll, I'll try to remember to put a link in the show notes. I really respect somebody being able to to not be so entrenched in their uh, in their in their hatred their hatred that they. <laughs> I wrote a little thing this morning. I was thinking about today's episode and and like I've been a lifelong Eagles fan, as you know, and I've taken the the, the slings and arrows my whole life in a way, which yeah. which is kind of an ironic thing to to like say you know the the most popular. <laughs> band and and to yet also take abuse for it you know what i mean it's yeah. sort of it's sort of strange probably how you felt in the 80s with the beatles right you know or, yeah. or whatever time that was but anyway I, I i spieled out this whole thing in my head and i had to get up and like uh write it down or like make notes on my cell phone and i don't know that this has any merit at all but it's an it's an advertisement i made up for the um the eagles anti-fan club <laughs> so I'm just gonna read this. I love it, and, uh, and uh, I might edit this out if I embarrass myself too badly. But this is just like this is sort of in the the semi subconscious mind you wake up with in the morning. Okay, so all right, uh, hating the Eagles is the only requirement to gain entry into the I Hate the Eagles Anti Fan Club. Benefits include, but are not limited to, feeling superior to the ever-pretentious and occasionally obnoxious Don Henley and Glenn Fry. May he rest in peace. Also, get a good leg up on the common man who just wants a little harmony, well-crafted <laughs> lyrics, and bitchin' guitar work in his uh, popular music. <laughs> you will receive a lifetime membership in a club with potentially self-loathing fans of David Bowie and The Clash and The Smiths with a bonus Morrissey signed meet is murder button. <laughs> and last but not least, entry into the 2022 I Hate the Eagles convention and crank a con featuring guest speakers like the curmudgeonly and angry New York rock critic Robert Criscow and fictional stoner The Dude. <laughs> The first 10 million joiners receive your choice of a t-shirt or coffee mug with a clever imprint, wake up, brush teeth, hate the Eagles. <laughs> Membership is unlimited, so act now or later. <laughs> well, the I feel end. triggered. You know what? <laughs> Didn't it though? 
<laughs> that's what I thought about it. I thought, should I even do this crap? No, yeah. that's good stuff. Yeah, that's good stuff. I want to. I want to tell my story. Good. My, my root canal story. Oh no, yeah, before, absolutely. Before we go forward and, and start. Oh no, this must be included. <laughs> so it's one of my favorites. Fifteen or so years ago, I was undergoing a root canal, which they're just not pleasant. So I'm and I'm lying there in in the, the dentist chair, and he's doing his thing. And I'm looking up. There's like a poster on the on the ceiling. I can't remember exactly what it was, but it was just a strange thing to sit here and and, and look at this poster for as long as I did. And like he had top forty station going playing. Nice, sure. <laughs> and Boys of Summer came on, and I winced. <laughs> and and my dentist literally stopped. He said, "Did I hurt you?" And I said, "No, I just hate Don Henley." And he just looked at me with this blank expression. and just went back to work. <laughs> he didn't. He didn't. He like, didn't laugh or anything. Come on, man. That's gold. <laughs> I just thought that was so funny. It, it really explains a lot about you yourself, you know. <laughs> I think it makes it better that he didn't laugh, though. I think uh, the, the story wouldn't be nearly as good if, if he had laughed, if he had gotten the joke. I think that is very, very, very quite possible. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. But, you know, I found out something the other day that's kind of a, was somewhat alarming to me, but maybe inevitable, is that I heard a millennial did a little uh, podcast on, uh, on you know, Hotel California, and she said that she literally didn't know any Eagles fans, like her. Wow, of her friend group or anybody, you know, that she was tangentially besides her dad, you know, or whatever. She just didn't know any Eagles fans. So it made me think, you know, is it really turning like that? Where like I think you, you know, probably would have ran into an Eagles fan every minute of your life as we were growing up it was sort of like vw beetles on the street you would pass one every five seconds you know you know now as the volkswagen beetles are gone off the street are also the eagles fans going the way of the dinosaur is that becoming a thing i don't i don't know man i i I gotta think that it'll bounce back at some point that some generation will come back and i and i think that there are uh way more than we give credit for in this podcast episode um, because they don't say anything about it. They may be closeted Eagles fans. Well, or they type, just don't you know. give a crap about the about this narrative. And so they just listen to their, to their music and then move on to put, you know, put on I their... I think that's fine. I think a lot of Eagles fans, and I, I might be included in this, uh, might think... You know, it doesn't define me as a person. It's not something that's like, you know, I've I don't wear Eagles shirts every day, you know. Sure, or, exactly. Uh, but but I, I really enjoy the Eagles. I might not well, even and, put a CD and you, in that And often. you went and saw the Eagles. Yes, know? I did. And I would never pay to see the Eagles. I don't. Right. I would rather someone else have that ticket. Right. I won't enjoy it the way someone else would. Right. And that's fine. Oh, no, that's yeah. fine. Sure. Just like somebody might not go see McCartney, and then I would get that ticket. Uh, exactly. Mm-hmm. I think that's fair enough. I have, I have an anecdotal evidence here good and when you after you do that i want to share a few notes about my eagles experience going down to lexington yeah Yeah, go ahead please well you know what do that first and then absolutely save this for last because i think this is kind of kind of it it brings everything full circle all right so my dear wife of many many years jane uh uh his wife jane (laughs) yes (laughs) that doesn't count as number four i don't believe that's that's not a yeah but anyway uh she knew how much the Eagles mean to me, you know, as just something through my whole life. It's been a comfort and a beautiful thing, you know, not that I've had a tough life, but you know what I mean? It's just something I have always... You live life in the fast lane. (laughs) 
can't, man. There's another <laughs> count. Yeah. But anyway, so. <laughs> Gosh. But anyway, uh, she, I mean, I'd never seen the Eagles. I probably even mentioned that, that I hadn't seen the Eagles. But it's not something I was proactively trying to fix. So they went on the History of the Eagles tour, which ended up being the last tour with Glenn Fry. Nobody knew that would be right. Glenn's last tour. But anyway, so they were coming through Lexington, and Jane popped for two tickets to Lexington, like which was a, a, a wonderful thing to do for me. I mean, you know, she likes the Eagles fine, but she right. knew to me it would be not unlike seeing the Rolling Stones a few years ago, a life-changing, you know, great thing for me or something I needed to check off, you know. So we go to Lexington. We've got kind of nosebleed section, you know, but I'm just so excited that these guys are really going to walk out on stage. The show was great. Fantastic. I mean, it met every expectation I had for it. Like, everything was good. Wish Don Felder was there to play, you know, the solo in Hotel California. But, you know, that's you can't have everything. But anyway, uh, Joe Walsh got the biggest ovation of all the band members. That's because he's the coolest one. I think he's the coolest. I think he's... This, he, this guy had an album called Got Any Gum. There you no go. one's cooler than that. That's I, effortless cool. I think I've, I've identified him as the mayor of fun. I think that's what <laughs> I... He's the mayor of fun, you know? <laughs> but nice. anyway, after the show, I had this crazy idea that maybe we could go around backstage and just see him get on the bus. It's something I like to do, like see him get in limos. I don't know, whatever. Anyway, the uh, it took us a while, of course, to get out there. Um, and the, uh, the security guard that was at the rope line or whatever, he said... Um, he says they're already gone <laughs> and i'm like man i'm like really he goes yeah he goes they left in five separate suvs so each eagle gets their own suv which because they hate odd. each other i think they hate each other i think they hate each other but also he said that the day before they staged a a, a drive-through of their exit strategy yeah. out of the bowels of rep arena which were the Wildcats play, but anyway, he they staged a, uh, you know, like an exit, and he said today they went a different direction. It was like a decoy. He said they move them out like the president. This Isn't is, that wild? That's crazy. That blew my mind. All right, that's let's crazy. go. That was it. That's all I had for that. Okay, so <laughs> anecdotally, yes, I was watching the video and I looked down and I saw, you know, on and, and this is a a, a video that has been watched more than 60 million times. Really? On YouTube. That's a big number. It's just a static video, just the album cover, nothing <gasps> else. 60 million. 60 that million. That doesn't even count on the sales. Yeah, oh my god. That's crazy. Go ahead, sorry. How many were how many likes were there? Oh no, what are you doing? <laughs> 422,000 likes. Okay, all right. All how right. many dislikes, thumbs down? Yeah. 23,000. Okay. Now, so. we mentioned going to Green Bay. <laughs> mentioned I'm a Packers fan. Yes. I did the math, and I usually there's no math on this show. Yeah, we avoid but math at all costs. That is like your favorite football team getting beat 54 to 3. The Packers were beating 38 to 3 oh, recently, okay. and I know how bad that felt. <laughs> right. So, so I'm sorry, saying- Eagles haters. You lose, at least on that one video. You know what strikes me well, out of that? We lose. I don't. I don't. Can't, I can't decide now if I still hate him or not. Oh man! Well, fifty-four to three is a drubbing. Oh, that's a drubbing. Yes, but one thing that strikes they me had about the backup quarterback and the 
<laughs> the whole second half. They definitely did. <laughs> but one thing that strikes me about that statistic is that 23,000 people actually sought out the Eagles video. <laughs> Went to out of their it. way to cast this vote. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I, I left the video without casting either vote. I thought, you know, I don't, they don't need me to weigh in on this. Yeah, I have. Uh, oh, that's nice of y'all. Like, <laughs> but I have. Um, I have kind of chalked this up to the what will be an eternal debate. At least while there's still people alive that care, remember and care. It'll yeah. just there will always be this. I hate the Eagles. I love the Eagles, or or I don't care. Debate will be. Yeah. Yeah, it will rage into you know. Uh, I mean, infinity. Uh, yeah, infinity. There you go. <laughs> I was trying to think of an Eagles, Eagles title, but I couldn't. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that's great. But I, I just, I thought this would be more violent of an episode. I thought that this. Well, might, yeah. I, I, you know, listening to that song, I'm like, dang, I don't hate it like I thought I hated it. You know, and that was just years of me lying dormant and refusing to listen to it. Yeah, you know, sure, and not, and not not necessarily changing the channel, but just not listening to it. Now I appreciate but it. Made that, me yeah. think about why I loved it as a kid. It's you know it's compelling and it's and it's sort of faux dark, almost violent sort of theme. You know, yes. and this poor guy gets caught up in this place that he can't leave. Right. Um, you know, and it's it's like a horror story. It's like it's like a nightmare in yeah. a way. The lyrics. Yeah, and it's sort of always. It's. I think that the kind of juxtaposition of the the sweet harmonies, the nice, uh, like you know, oh, nice. We're going to replenish our beers, but the the way that song has such an easy feel to it and such a relaxing, <laughs> peaceful, easy feeling to the song. <laughs> and can we do we count that as I a? Think I have to count. Okay, all right. But anyway. <laughs> The, the the way that that's that's also kind of contrasted against these scary spooky lyrics of this kind of sort of haunted house you know yeah that, then, that that he ends and up and then at. that you know then that guitar solo comes in and, and drives it all home yeah which you know I directly ripped off for supermarket sushi one hundred percent directly ripped that song off well good I mean I think you I'm not proud should of this. always be inspired by great art <laughs> but but to, it's a thing. You know, in part because of that song. Sure. That, that form is a thing. Tell your story and then drive it home with the raucous guitar solo. <laughs> right. That, but, that goes on for eternity. Well, the yeah, that's the way <laughs> I think it really backs it up because you can check out any time you like. But you can never. But you can never leave. Then the solo starts. Then the solo gets into this sort of repetitive mm -hmm. harmonizing guitars that, that I think by design obviously – are meant to sound like they go on forever. I mean, yeah. I think like it fades, but you feel like, okay, you're never leaving right. this song. You're never, you know, so probably the feeling people are getting about this podcast right now. <laughs> <laughs> I tell you what, I've really enjoyed doing these shows. Uh, we're, we're, we're getting uh, on in season one. We're getting towards the end of season one. Yeah. And I think we've covered a lot of ground. We've talked about a lot of songs we love and hopefully that you at home love. Uh, Our goal is to start getting guests next season. That yeah. will be a goal. If you hear us having some guests on, we will consider that a personal victory. And uh, if nothing else is gained from this, I've really had fun with it. It's just I've been so I've had fun so researching good. and fun uh, making you laugh. Oh, well, yeah. So absolutely. Cheers to that. Let's wrap this cheers one up. Cheers to that. All right. See you next time. Yep. On, on the, the rabbit, rabbit hole. hole. That helped to sour me toward the Eagles in the 
in the long run. So that paint, Sorry. Oh, paint that what I did there? Oh, the nice, man. <laughs> he didn't even catch it. We need to take a run. He didn't catch it. Well, I mean, we this take, is what I'm working with here. 